Hello everybody and welcome to Nutty Buddy Entertainment on today's episode. We talk about Andor. We talk about the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We talk about changes and then we rate the show. That's coming up right here, right now on Nutty Buddy Entertainment. Welcome back, everybody, to Nutty Buddy Entertainment. I am your host, Ryan, and on today's episode, we are going to do the great, the good, the bad, and the ugly for Andor, the uh, series, the Star Wars series on Disney+. And to do that with me, I have Chris with me. Chris, how's it going, man? It's going fantastic. Awesome. You enjoy your weekend? Uh, yes, there was a disgusting amount of sports on, and I did not leave the couch very much all weekend. Yeah, we'll talk about that afterwards. And then Brian, my my go-to guy, is also here. Don't worry, fans. He's here as well. How's it going, Brian? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, you enjoy your weekend? Uh, yeah, for the most part. Took it easy, chilled. Didn't watch as many sports as you guys. But yeah, I actually uh, re-watched, binge-watched uh, Andor instead so and that's not that's not bad that's not a yeah. bad choice yeah uh so why don't we why don't we get into it let's get into andor uh let's start with just sort of the general conversation around it so uh imdb uh had it at 8.4 out of 10 rotten tomato tomatoes had it at 96 um critics 85 audience score and i don't know chris did you happen to get the metacritic I, th- I mm-hmm. thought you'd probably throw that in there. Oh, that's okay, no. though. That's okay. Uh, so let's start maybe with Brian on this one. Uh, what did you think of Andor in general? Uh, in general, I really liked it. Um, I kind of got that same feel I got with Rogue One. Um, I think they did a good job um, expanding it, keeping it at that, like, I think what we needed was like a 12 episode series to finally like get more in depth and it not to feel rushed and this definitely like provided that and was i thought really good all the way through okay chris you feel similar yeah i I liked it a lot um it's very different uh than what we usually see out of star wars um especially coming off obi-wan and uh book of boba fett which is more traditional, you know, the kind of the pulpy side of Star Wars, uh, heavily based in the nostalgia realm. Um, what I would describe this to someone who isn't, you know, knows what to expect. This is kind of Star Wars attempts at a prestige TV show. Uh, that's kind of the term these days, prestige TV, sort of like the adults. Uh, drama that you would maybe see on an HBO or AMC or something like that, taking it very, very seriously. Um, no, no goofy fun. Um, so very different from what I think they did a very good job of it. I think they succeeded, but a tone style, very different from what we usually see in Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I would say, and I, I actually enjoyed it as well. I was very, so I, I watched the first two episodes and then I just, it took forever to me to get back into it because mm-hmm. um, it, it was a little slow at first, but it, and it's sort of like they had a really uh, a good formula. The first 
they, they, they like episodes one and two set up episode three, episode th- four and five set up episode six, and then yeah. like three, it was like a three episode sort of story each time. So, yeah. I, I mean, I liked it, but I was really worried after the first two episodes. It was yeah. a little slower pace, oh. and I was like, okay, what are we doing here? But but yeah. uh, I finally like just binge watched it was which I. I actually preferred like it almost felt more yeah. satisfying doing that than week to week. So I, I have to say, I really enjoyed it. Probably one of the best star Wars content that Disney has put out there since maybe Mandalorian, you know, rogue one. Mm-hmm. I yeah, put yeah. it up there with those. Yeah. So you guys ready to get into some specifics on Andor then? Let's do it. The great. Okay, let's start with Brian then. Let's start with the great. Brian, what's one of your greats of Uh, Andor? First off, I think this is visually the best-looking series they've had probably on Disney. Um, They put a lot of effort into the set design for it and even, like, the worlds, and it paid off a lot. It didn't feel like it was mundane at all, kind of like Book of Boba Fett, where it, it felt like it was very contained. This it seems a lot bright, uh, brighter and um, a lot uh, bolder with everything, and I think visually it was just it it was really cool to see, especially like the ships and like going to Coruscant and stuff like that it was really cool. Yeah, I would agree. I really enjoyed the visual aspect of aspects of it as well. Uh, Chris, how did you feel about yeah. the visuals? Yeah, I liked that a lot. Um, especially, I believe that they filmed. Um, now I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher you know every names here, but the whole the whole middle section with the heist, I believe they filmed that on location in Scotland mm. or maybe Northern England. I'm not positive about that, um, but it was nice to get out of the. Uh, oh, pardon me. What's what's this? What's the thing they've been filming on? Uh, the desert? <laughs> no, no, no. Well, yeah, but the, the actual the, the soundstage, um, the round. Oh, oh, like a green screen. Um, I'm bombing. There's a specific name for that where they've been filming all their projects on. I know. Yeah, we know what you're talking about. But yeah, they they got out of that. Yes, <laughs> they went out. They went outside. They filmed in the glens. They filmed in the valleys, and it looked really nice. Yeah. So, so the on and uh, on location filming was yeah. was a nice touch, yeah. And which and, I think uh, they should do more. And the uh, the town of uh, 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 F- Ferris. Yes, Ferris. I mean, I don't. I'm sure there was a lot of uh, shenanigans to make that seem bigger than it was, but you know, it seems it came off to me like they built a very large set to make that an operating town. They had a huge cast of extras. So it was like a hustling, bustling city. Um, so that that was really nice as well. Yeah, just think of uh, the quality. I mean, like most of the fans seem to like it. I mean, we'll talk about one of the bigger complaints that fans had about the show, but most of the fans liked it overall as a show. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start with migrate, which is sort of the um, if the feel of war, uh, sort of like because I'm sort of a history buff and I, I watched a lot of like World War II documentaries and okay. like uh, all that stuff. So I was I was thinking like it, it's so cool because when you watch how like for instance I don't know what we can and cannot say on YouTube, so I'll just say Germany at that time, you know, and how it's sort <laughs> of like the infighting yeah. of that yeah. that uh, the power 
the power mm-hmm. to be or whatever that was in there. We kind of got a glimpse of that in the empire, how they were kind of jockeying for position, throwing each other under the bus, the corruption within it. And then you saw the other side of it where the rebels were like willing to sacrifice other rebel cells to maintain their like confidentiality or their, their, you know, mm-hmm. under operation. Yeah. So they weren't discovered. And I really like that dynamic between, um, the the empire empire and the rebellion and then like that last speech um what's his name lutheran 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 Mm -hmm. lutheran uh he had about like everything he had to sacrifice to get that rebellion i thought that was a good speech and then the 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 last time he talked to Saw Guerrero was pretty awesome too. Of like how Saw was like, "How do I know you won't do the same to me?" And this, so it was kind of like a cool glimpse behind the scene of both what the rebels were dealing with and what the Empire was dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I thought the same thing, especially with the character of Cyril. Uh, you know, he could have just be a nine to five guy, but he wants to be like a perfect little fascist toady mm-hmm. and go way above and beyond. You know, because he's got this warped sense of morality and it's, it's you know, twists him to be used and he is being used yep. <laughs> by, you know, the higher ups in the empire. But that that was great casting. He's just got like a weaselly face. <laughs> yeah. no, no, no disrespect to the actor, but he just looks like a perfect, you know, fascist creep. So. <laughs> He was actually my next uh, great. I think that he he was the perfect character to kind of counteract um, Cassian and like following him. He had a really good story arc and I'm interested to see where he goes from there, how more creepier we can get with this dude, <laughs> especially with him pining after that ISB uh, lady. I can't remember her name off the top of my head. But yeah, that he was definitely in my great, just his character and his kind of arc through this, especially to the scenes with his mom. That just was when he's mm. eating that bowl of cereal at the table. I'm just like, <laughs> I've been here a million times. <laughs> the fruit, fruit, uh, uh, what's it called? Fruit Loops. We, we were yeah, joking yeah. when I was talking to Luke and Travis. That's what they said is uh, it looks like he was eating Fruit Loops the entire, yeah. <laughs> entire time he's talking yeah. to his mom. Yeah, that's yeah. great. Um, the other oh, there was one other thing about that dynamic that I liked and I can't remember uh, if it comes back to me. I'll I'll hit it up. OK, uh, Chris, do you have a great. Um. Yeah, let's go with. um. <sighs> I'll target out first, I guess, Andy Circus. I thought he was just tremendous, um, especially in the breakout episode. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, fantastic acting, uh, really great writing, um, especially, you know, he gets to the end, they get to the exit point, the I can't swim. I think that was the, I think that was the high mark of the series for me, that episode and that moment. Yeah, no, he was also in my great. And yeah, that's why this show really it it is very reminiscent of Rogue One, because you have these characters that you're rooting for and you're hoping that they'll make it out, but they don't. It's the same with um the uh, guy who wrote the manifesto who ends up dying on the ship, getting crushed by all that money, too. It's mm-hmm. like you're hoping that heist that those guys will make it out and they just don't. Yeah. And yeah, any circus was great in this. He was a great he's always cast in a lot of like, well, he's been cast in like the Marvel stuff. Now he's cast in like star Wars. I'm hoping we'll get to see him again. Cause I don't know. Maybe they'll go back to the body. prison. 
So yeah, we didn't see a body. So yeah, but um, yeah, he was great in it. Yeah, it was it was kind of sad he couldn't swim, right? That was that was his downfall. But but uh, yeah, maybe you know maybe eventually somebody like jumped off with him and swam in the shore. We'll we won't know until yeah. uh, the season the season two, I guess. So we'll we'll see what happens. Uh, but yeah, that I really enjoyed a lot of their acting. Um, any other great? Um, I. Uh, I had one scene in my great, and that's the mm-hmm. scene with Luthen, and he um, demolishes that star cruiser. Oh, with yes. when he's in his um, Fondor Hallcrafter, um, that is one of the coolest ships I have seen in Star Wars in a long time. And that yeah. I mean, it's a three and a half minute scene, but like mm-hmm. you're on the edge of your seat that yeah. entire time that he's like trying to escape and get out of there and when when he has those like lightsabers come out the side of his ship oh so cool that was a great scene i i want the lego set give us the lego set star wars i haven't seen one inkling of it yet come on let's go let's go star wars especially with uh not having any of these characters in any other properties that like i agree that was a great scene but there's a lot of tension it was like anything could happen i'm like yeah exactly yeah you could easily die or get captured or anything so a lot of a lot of stakes a lot of dramatic tension yeah yeah it's kind of cool because there's a couple characters we know like survive but all these other characters there's not like you know there's a sense of urgency with them you know like you can't just sit there and be like oh it doesn't matter they're gonna make it out anyway yeah yeah. And then I think some, if not most of those characters, like they got us to care about throughout the series as well, where it's mm-hmm. not like they just put them in there and they died and you're like, oh, well, they're gone, you know? So like mm-hmm. uh, really good job. Um, that ship, I want to know why they stopped making that kind of ship though. <laughs> you know, like, well, job. that's a, that's a millennium Falcon, <laughs> a lot of aftermarket parts. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> um, I'm just going to add one more great just reoccurring characters that they use that's part of the original trilogy or that we've seen like Saul Guerrero and um, uh, Ma Matha, Ma, Ma Mothma. Because kind of it's funny because she's the rebel re- leader and you kind of just accept it. And now we're kind of getting the backstory, probably why she was chosen by the rebellion to, to yeah. take the lead in that, which I think is um, kind of cool. Also, uh, dude from uh, Star Wars Rebels uh Euleren, the uh, kind of like ISB, like um, Colonel or whatever, who rolled in. Oh, he was uh, kind of like under um, Thawne, if you remember. Okay, I, I I'd have to. The guy with the mustache and like the white hair. He was actually in um, Star Wars Rebels as well. Oh, you're right. Yes, now I know yeah. who you're talking about. Okay, yep, yep, yeah, no, that's cool. Really cool to see him. Yeah. One thing I think that they really missed out on is um, having the emperor, like just getting a glimpse of him, not even mm-hmm. having him like be in there. But when mm-hmm. we had that like Senate meeting or something, just yeah. showing like the middle thing that he's on and just like him in his robes or something like that, just mm-hmm. to have his presence there. I think that would have took it a little bit further. Wow. And yeah, I was I was waiting for that through the entire show and we didn't get it. So, yeah, I, I thought the same thing. Yeah. I thought he was going to come up in the end. That's what I thought. They I were, same. You know, oh, yeah. Wish. yeah. OK, anything else? 
Go ahead, Chris. Nope. Um, yeah, I just I think uh, shout out to the guy who created this. I think the writing on this is really good too. Um, yeah, very strong. You you, you brought up uh, um, Luthen's speech about all his sacrifices, but it's kind of a reoccurring thing throughout the show is that uh, everyone is sacrificing something. Uh, Mon Mothma is basically <laughs> well, I don't think she cared too much for her husband in the first place, but she sacrifices her husband, gets is getting him out of the picture. She sacrifices her daughter to uh, um, what's her what's her whatever her planet's uh, customs are Chandrila Chandrila yeah. wedding yeah. customs. Uh, a lot of people are sacrificing their loved ones. There's just overall a theme of we have to give something of ourselves for the greater good to build this resistance. So great, great writing, great themes all around. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Um, the last thing I, I, this is the other dynamic that I just remembered was that uh, I can't remember how he said it, but Cassian was like, they don't even know you're here. Like, like even in the prison break episode, like they, they thought they might be being recorded or whatever. And he's like, no, they don't think you're a threat. Why would they be recording you? Just the, the grip, the empire thought the overconfidence that they thought they had over the rebellion entire throughout the entire series. And Cassian, like knowing that didn't like, he didn't, he wasn't worried about them because he thought that they thought they were insignificant, which I really like that dynamic as well. Okay, you guys ready to move on to the good? Oh, go ahead, Chris. I got one more. Um, one more, Chris. Here we go. Hey, you know, they, they, the thoughts come as they come. Um, another addition to the great Star Wars droid canon, B2 EMO. Great little droid design. Uh, really good voice acting. I was probably more worried about what was going to happen to him more than any of the human characters <laughs> i love that little guy yeah so they knocked it out of the park another great droid yeah build, build a teddy bear for chris no I'm just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's great that's great i liked him too uh okay anything else okay let's go on to the good the good that's okay that's good that's all right that's okay brian what's your first good um my first good I had was Luthen. I thought he was a really cool character. Um, I think um, I, I kind of think he's a Jedi, but we're gonna see. I guess oh, I don't know. I cool had prediction. These, I had, yeah. <laughs> Put on the conspiracy helmet, you know. Well, he no, he did a didn't he do a he did a he did, thing he did. and I Very mean Jedi that retractable life. staff that he had had lightsaber vibes written all over it. Um, as well as when um, Andor got onto his uh, casting, got onto his ship, he's like, what's this? What's powering this? I've been in one of these. You know, it doesn't feel right. I'm like, mm, maybe he's got some Kyle Christers hidden away in that bad boy. We'll see. But yeah, no, I thought he was a really cool character, um, especially where he he's not just a good guy. He's you know, he's hunting down trying to kill Cassian. He mm -hmm. um got him to join the team just to use him and then was going to get rid of him. And I, I like this, this kind of, it's the same thing with um, rogue one where you're seeing that the rebellion is not just this, like everything's on the up and up or whatever. It's like, you've got to do things 
to, you know, start this and keep this going. So they're showing in a way that would be an actual like rebellion rebellion. So. Yeah, I, I, I love that as well. Uh, Chris, you got one for us. Um, yeah, the uh, I believe her name is uh, I'm sorry, uh, Deidre, the mm -hmm. Imperial intelligence agent. <clears throat> Again, another another uh, Imperial a backbiting, jockeying for position, perfect little fascist type. Um, I think it's it's good that they didn't kill her off because you know we need to complete her story arc in season two. But I thought it would have been so perfect during the. Uh, revolts if she would have just died face down in the muck because <laughs> it's like you know that's what she deserves yeah um, but they did give us the easy satisfaction there so we'll, we'll see what happens but another good character except we had to uh wonder if she was going to start making out with Cyril you know <laughs> <in> that, <laughs> that was that, so awkward <laughs> I, I thought that was going to happen and I, I, I was like mm -hmm. oh boy I'm glad they didn't yep. do that though <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, I, I'm gonna. I, I like the character Marvell. Uh, I thought she was a really cool character. That was yeah. um Cassian's mom. Uh, she played a really neat role, especially at the end with her funeral and like basically like giving that inspiring, in, inspirational speech. Uh, where she talked about, uh, you know, I know it's easy for someone dead asking the living to give up their lives but you, you basically gotta do it you know like and yeah. i really like that as well kind of her story arc from like doing nothing to like hey i need to help out here because this oppression is just too much so i really liked her as a character and her story arc uh any other good um i really liked um the planets that we got to see in this we got away from deserts for <laughs> for a minute here which we did you had. did you miss tattooing a little bit though no Just, not, not, at okay. all. <laughs> not at all <laughs> i mean we did have a reference to it um with the uh uh the guy casting killed who was also on the team for the heist there he uh i can't remember it was something with his tattoo his tattoo and it tied into like tattooing but anyways I like the planets. I liked Aldani. Um, even getting to see a little bit more of Coruscant. That's always a cool planet to go back mm -hmm. to. And then um Ferrix. And then the one like uh all inclusive like resort planet <laughs> was pretty yeah. cool <laughs> as well. Mm -hmm. Kind of widening out the universe a little bit. That's yeah, so cool. exactly. Yeah. 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 Uh any other good? Uh I had the ISB in the good. That's, um, that's good. Yeah, I I like how we get to see a little bit more into the Empire and how it's running, because a lot of times we it's just kind of glanced over. You get to see a little bit more in like the um, Clone Wars and the Rebels and stuff like that. And uh, I I like seeing how the inner workings are and how there's still like people in there who are working for the rebellion inside the ISB. And uh, it, it makes you want to be like, okay, where's this going? How are we going to like bring them down? So, yeah. Yeah, that was cool. It reminded me a little of you guys ever see um, uh, V for Vendetta. Yeah. Okay. So there's that. You've never base... seen V for Vendetta. Not okay. yet. All right. Someday. Someday. 
<laughs> so so there's just a scene where it's it's sort of a similar setup to the empire there's just one guy who's in control and and it's like basically he's he's going over these other guys that are around the table that like hey how's this going how's this going how's this going and that's sort of the same setup that they had in the empire which is like and then like it's just so cool watching them fight over control over things like it's yeah. just i just think well that's my jurisdiction well no it's mine it's like it's like it's kind of cool to kind of be witnessing that happening in 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 uh real time i guess mm-hmm. almost knocked over something <laughs> uh yeah, any and, other- oh, and the whole well the it wasn't isb it was the 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 blue coat guys before ISB took over Ferex. Um, I can't remember what that was called, but um, it was, it was just, it was so funny to see them just like blunder. And one of the great things about Cyril is he's just like, we need to do the right do thing, do the right thing. And then it just like turns into disaster. And it's like, what did you think was going to happen, dude? Like, even if your commander, like if you came back and like, we apprehended him, would he not just like send him back to Ferex and be like, I told you not to do this. So. Yeah, no, that's that's a that's a good point. Um, let's see. Any other good guys? Oh, go ahead, Chris. One more, Chris. Uh, I, really, I really like the uh, anvil guy that wakes up the town. That guy really gets to do oh. his job. Um, good, good job banging the anvil. What? In the last episode where he hits the dude in the chest. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah, even the the first time when when the the uh that that smaller crew went in episode three and mm-hmm. like as they're banging the pipes and it's going through the entire t- town, it's very eerie. And they're like, "Yeah, you guys got like twenty guys in a town full of hundreds of people. It's not going to end well for you at this point." Yeah. 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 Also, the uh, one more thing about the uh, resort town. Um, I guess not really the town per se, but just that that whole sequence where he gets arrested. I think I've seen some people compare it to like Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy or Brazil or something like that. It's like the absurdity of, you know, you know, I didn't do anything. Well, now you're in trouble because you said you didn't do anything. And then yeah. it's like, well, last week you would have gotten seven days, but now it's seven years. Like it's just ridiculous, overbearing. Yeah. Which is also a little bit of a, you know, historical reference, because usually when these resistance movements, you know, get a victory against the oppressors, it's like, okay, well, then they just hammer down even harder. (laughs) And which is what happened, you know, they they succeeded in their heist. Now it's like, all right, now we're really we're tightening control even more. So I thought that was another really well written segment. Yeah, and even the way they they um, used the prison, like they they acted like they would get released after like two hundred days or whatever, and they just like put them in a different level or whatever to keep it rotating. Um, mm-hmm. So that was kind of very interesting, but it showed how uh, they were putting that strangled hold on the people to try to reinforce their supremacy over everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, you guys ready to go on to the bad? Let's do it. The bad. Let's do it. Okay, Brian, why don't you give us your first bad? My first bad is that there were there were three things that went unanswered in this that was kind of irritating for me. Um, the first one being his sister. Mm. Like, that was the whole point yeah. of him being on that planet and why he killed the guards and, like, was running. And then yeah. we got nothing from that. That just went unanswered. 
his mom did bring it up saying like, oh, she's dead, you know, don't worry about it. But I mean, really? Um, the other thing was how Luther knew so much about Cassian. Like when he was talking to him, it was more than um, uh, Bev, I think, was it? Or Dev? What was the girl's name? Bix? Bix, Bix, yeah, Bix. Um, it was more than like her telling him stuff. Like he knew a lot and I'm trying to figure out like how he knew so much. Like he knew that he was like... um. He, he was in like prison for like two or three years and some other stuff too. Like at first I thought maybe his mom was like in the rebellion and try like helping. And that's how he knew so much information, but it didn't seem like that at the end. Um, and the other thing was the um, Kawadi, Kawadi Signets, the blue kyber crystal that he got from um, uh, Luthen. Like we don't see that in the show anymore so i'm not sure if he sold it or if he kept it but also like how how you got the kyber crystal as well like is that's why i also think like is he a jedi maybe that's part of his like kyber crystal for his um lightsaber but yeah those were just some questions that like were not answered or like brought back so yeah the sister ones especially like that because that's kind of like shot off the whole show like this is okay he killed the guards and then um or the undercover guys or whatever they were and yeah. uh it kind of like set everything off uh i think the kaiba crystal thing did 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 he not give that to val or that one blonde girl did he not give that back when he went to steal the ship or whatever to get out of there after he killed that one guy who wasn't who he said did he, he was I don't remember him giving it back. I thought he just said he was you, taking like his 200,000 or whatever. But, yeah. For some reason I thought yeah, he gave okay. it back to her, but I could be wrong, obviously. Okay. Um, but, um, and then uh, the other one was the, um, the oh, how he how, knows so much of yeah. Cassian. Yeah. That's yeah. a good question. That's a really good question actually, because it doesn't seem like at this point of Cassian's life, he's very involved with what is going on with the rebellion so how would he know so much about cassian yeah exactly so yeah that's interesting uh what what about you chris you got a bad for us um yeah i think you said it earlier i didn't really care for the first two episodes too much um they just it took a lot i mean it wasn't i mean it's really kind of like the first like two and a half and then by the end of the third episode it's like okay now something is happening and i you know i get that they're you know setting up the world they're setting up the characters it just was like moving very very slowly um i thought the same thing as brian they set up you know this mysterious lost sister and then it dropped it after 10 minutes um so yeah i just i would say that the beginning just is like it was a little a little too long to make something interesting happen <laughs> Yeah, it's almost like they should have just dropped the first three episodes because that's sort of how their story went, right? Like, oh, yeah. they did drop. Did they drop the first they three? Did. Right they away? did drop the first three all at they once. They did. Yeah. I thought it was the first two. It was three. It was. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I could. I, I, yeah, I'm with you, though, Chris. After the first, the second one, I was like, I need to take a break. This is just, a, you know, that's that would be probably one of my bad is just the pacing at times seemed a little bogged down. Yeah. Totally understand. 
I get it. Like they're trying to fill that 40. I'm glad they're like, Hey, we're, let's make 45 minutes of entertainment. But it's also, there was yeah. just, it's just, it just dragged a little at points. Yeah. Even the, uh, even the whole heist, you yeah. know, that's like four episodes, like took a long time. There was like two episodes where they're just kind of sitting around like Correct. discussing planning. Um, and they didn't even, it's not like they really showed them like, you know, it's not like an ocean's 11 thing where you're, she so spent the first hour like practicing. <laughs> you're just kind of like having like discussions. So it was kind of like let's let's get on with it a little yeah. bit. You know, opinions may vary there, but it was a little yeah. slow. I don't know. It's for me. It's like would I prefer them to cut all that out and us to get a 25 minute show <laughs> compared to no. like the four? Yeah, that's the thing yeah. where it's like I know it's dragging a little bit, but my my whole irks with like the previous series has just been like they haven't been long enough and everything feels so rushed so i yeah yeah. for me i i kind of prefer just because the opposite of that is what i absolutely hate with these shows so yeah that's a very fair point yeah that's a very fair point i i would agree with that take um let's see uh any other bad yes uh my other one I had, we heard so much about the Shen drilling customs, and I still have no idea what they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Yeah, the uh, the daughter was like sitting uh, around the table, like chanting something, and she's like, "Oh boy, I guess they like, like the customs again." Previous, the first like seven episodes, she like hated her mom, and then all of a sudden yeah. she's like, "I'm all like Shen drilling now," yeah. and it's like, yeah. "What? <laughs> okay." Mm-hmm. Well, it seems like yeah. that family dynamic, obviously, we talked about it a little bit, but super weird, right? Like, because the the dad seems like he does, he nonchalant, doesn't care about anything, anything feel, his daughter does. Yeah, yeah. it feels like an arranged marriage. Yeah. 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 Okay. It was. It, it was yes, but, yeah. but I feel like they didn't really dive into that as much. Like, you could feel it, but it yeah. was just like this awkwardness. And I don't know. They didn't really say how until they talked about like, the Shindrill and customs and stuff. And like the daughter was getting into it. Then I kind of realized, Oh, this is an arranged marriage situation or whatever. Yeah. So, but yeah. yeah, that, that was just kind of annoying. They kept talking about, I'm like, so what are these customs? Like when Val comes in and she's like, she's not doing that. Is she? And it's like, what is she doing? I don't understand what she's doing. So. I guess I don't. And why, why is she so like into it? That's the other thing I don't understand because yeah. her dad, her, that's, you know, like her dad's very passive about everything yeah. and like, oh, do what you want. And the mom, she doesn't seem like real thrilled. Like I think. Oh, she's not. Yeah. yeah about anything she, that, yeah. you know, that the empire is doing. the so custom to die with um, her. So, yeah. Yeah. Where is she getting it? There's a possibility that just popped into my head, but, uh, you know, the second wave of, I guess I'll follow your lead with what you can and can't say on YouTube, but the second wave of Germans, mm-hmm. the youth, yeah. <laughs> were way more gung-ho than the uh, even the adults. Of oh, the yeah. Because they were kind of born into it, right? So it's possible, this is maybe a stretch, but it's possible, you know, we are, the Chandrillon is very, you know, imperial or whatever. And it's kind of a warped, like, I don't know, imperial ideals sort of thing that she's kind of been raised up into or she's embracing. That's that's a possibility, but I agree with Brian. It's a little undercooked. Yeah. Yeah. I would like that. That that would make sense, though. I like that theory. Um, I... uh, 
Oh, go ahead, Brian. Oh, no, no, you can go, Ryan. Go for yeah, it. I just I just had another uh, I got I got another one or two ugly. Just so the our, bads. one of bads. That's what I meant. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. Bats. We're not at the ugly. Yet. Uh, Arvel Skeen. He was one of the bounty hunters or rebel soldiers. He was the one that Cassian shot. I think that's how you pronounce his name, Arvel. Um, I didn't like his story arc. So he was the one that like his brother died from the empire and he was like, oh, where he lied about through. that. And then like at the very end, he's like, actually, I'm a bad guy. You want to split the money down the middle? And I was like, that's so stupid. Like we got it. Like, like, why did we sit there and hear this sob story from him? You know, that was one of the slower times when they were all kind of yeah. explaining why they yeah. got involved in the rebellion. And then he yeah. was like fishing through people's how was if everybody survived that how was he going to get away with half the stuff if all those individuals who were there for those noble reasons like you know what i'm saying so i just didn't like yeah. that twist of a story i thought it was bad well here's the thing too is that uh i believe if it's val or someone else doesn't trust cassian when they find out he's like a mercenary or whatever uh-huh so that would imply, like you said, they're all, you know, in this for a good reason. Right. And then it turns out he's not. Yeah. So he's basically a mercenary or whatever. But, you know, he was accepted into this group as on like good faith. And it's like, why would he even get involved in that? There's a lot easier ways to get money because <laughs> he's Correct. basically in it for money. Why would he put his life on the line if he wasn't like, I don't know. It just no, that's a great like point. Yeah, no, I like that point. Yeah, like because this was basically like a suicide mission. Like they didn't think they would yeah. get out. Like they thought, you know, that yeah. it was very risky. So why would he put himself there unless if he had a more like higher, you know, purpose in his life, like to avenge yeah. his brother in a sense? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, that story was a lie. Well, that's what I mean. Well, that's what up, that's right? why it was yeah. that was that why but it was I don't stupid. know if it's because everybody like <laughs> almost every like half the crew died. If then he's like, I'm getting out of here and chicken because he was the reason that um, Tamarin like died. He was supposed to cover him and he just like chickened out and then he got shot like trying to get to mm -hmm. Val. So, mm -hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you got another one, Brian? Yeah. Um, as as much as I I I liked the prison um, plot in this Andy Circus, that whole thing. It seemed a little, I don't know, like it, it didn't really like flow into it. Also, I don't know the purpose of it as much. Um, if, if the purpose was it for us to show like Cassian is changed because of him going here, which it didn't necessarily seem that way, like like he wanted to fight the Empire because of what was going on there. Um it just, it just seemed a little like forced in there. And I think like with the plot of this, it could have gone a different direction than like having him like get like randomly selected off of a planet to like go to prison for like six months or whatever time it was sort of a thing. Um, but yeah, I like the pr prison plot. It just felt like, I don't know, kind of like filler in there that wasn't necessary really, but yeah. Yeah, That's I mean, very like nitpicky. No, no, I, I get what. Yeah, because I mean, what what did it do to further? But because Cassian was still not going to get involved yeah. in the rebellion at that point. Right. 
Um, it, sh- it really just showed what the empire uh, empire was doing as far as their corruption. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe just maybe like, which is one of my another bet I had, which basically like we saw like hundreds and thousands of prisoners jump into this water. And then all of a sudden we go back to that planet and it's just Cassian and one other guy. Where is mm-hmm. everybody else? Like, yeah. you know, I'm just kind of like that. Yeah. That doesn't make a whole lot of sense yeah. that thousands and yeah. thousands of guys are escaping and only one went with Cassian. I, I don't see that as uh, very realistic. So yeah. but but maybe the the purpose was if this prison breakout or after this prison break out that more people will know what the Empire is doing, are, you know, and maybe mm-hmm. that'll start further rebellion, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. but I agree with you. It, it did seem kind of. Uh, it was a cool like plot and, and um, uh, action scene and the whole prison break was kind of cool. But yeah, it was it was almost like, why? Yeah. 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 Um, you got another bad for us, Chris? Um, yeah, this is more just with my in- personal enjoyment of Star Wars. Um, it, it made sense in the series, especially the middle segment, because they needed humans to infiltrate the base. But, you know, not a lot of like fun, weird aliens in this one. There was, I think, the forearm doctor that tried mm. to save uh, the one guy's life. And then we had on the prison planet, we had the guys that were like fishing and like caught them in nets. I think those were like really the only two alien that, species. That was something interesting in the prison. There were no aliens. It was yeah. all human males. Yeah. Good call. Um, yeah. So, the, no, the, I, like, I like the creature designs of Star Wars. So not a lot of that. Yeah, I think the only other time we saw any aliens was like the first episode when they were in Ferrix. Mm. Like there were some like in the town, but like as we got yeah. through, it seemed like they kind of were less. Everyone less. was human. Yeah. 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 Mm. yeah, that's a good point. I didn't like why wouldn't. Yeah, because it's supposed to be like a stranglehold on the galaxy, right? So like you would think there'd yeah. be different creatures and stuff in that prison. That's a good call. Mm-hmm. Oh, are you guys ready to move on to the ugly? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, go ahead, Chris. Um, one more, Chris. Or Chris. Yeah, one more. Because uh, I don't really, I don't think I have an ugly. Um, okay. Uh, not, not a lot. I thought they kind of set up the dynamic of Cassian and Bix pretty well in the first few episodes, and then obviously he was off doing his own thing. So again, maybe this is personal preference more than you know a bad on the show's part per se, but. You know, they kind of set that up and then it kind of got dropped up until the very, I know he busted her out of uh, torture. But, you know, I think that would have been nice to see a little more of her and not just because I think she's pretty, but. (laughs) (laughs) Didn't want her to be the damsel in distress. (laughs) Yeah. So that's it. Okay. Okay. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Her boyfriend died too. That was sad. Yeah, that was Tim, kind of he deserved it. He yeah, did. he absolutely he deserved that. I, I was glad that, that he got yeah. what was coming from. You don't Derek. drop a dime on our hero. No, yeah. <laughs> no, not allowed. Uh, let's go to the ugly. You guys ready to do that? Let's go to the ugly. Yeah. Uh, the ugly. <laughs> Ew. Brian, what's your first ugly? Okay. My first ugly is. Senator Mon Mothma. Okay. I did not. Um, Star Wars, I don't think, does a good job with bringing, like, politics into shows slash movies. Like, it's always had issues. And mm. any time that she kind of showed up 
it got really dry. Like the politics mm. of moving money around like can only go so far and I can yeah. only have so much like empathy for you trying to get, you know, money to fund a rebellion that you have had no success with for, you know, all 12 episodes. You know, it's just it just seemed mm -hmm. a little dry when she was around. I don't honestly I I think we could have like waited for her in like season two, just had her kind of introduced in the season and then had her more in like season two when she's more closer to like joining the rebellion sort of thing. Um, it just, I, they just have never done a good job of like incorporating like the politics of everything and making it actually like interesting. You know, if it was something where it was like corporate espionage or like spies or something like that, trying to get information about the empire, I feel like that's more what was cool. That's why we like Lutheran so much, you know, but, um, yeah, I, I just did not like her plot in this. That's fair. I did like that. I don't disagree, but I did like when they set up the meeting with like the gangster or whatever. And she's like, I'm going to yeah. get involved with this well, guy. And it's like, yeah. well, you're going to have to get your hands dirty. Yeah. You know, I thought that was, that was pretty good, but yeah. I mean, it got interesting towards like the end, the last two episodes with it. It's just, she was in yeah. every episode leading up to that. And it was just like, every episode was a different soiree. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I, I, the other thing I didn't like about her, but I do agree with you, uh, Brian, though. There's only the, the money moving around. There's only so much like interest you can have with that sort of mm -hmm. kind of like plot device. But I did like how when she was in the Senate and she was trying to convince people about this law that they were trying to pass or whatever. Yeah. And it showed how closed minded everybody kind of was. There was people like, shut her up. She don't know what she's at. And then there was, oh, you got to listen to her. And it, like nobody like wanted to talk. And I thought, how fitting is that political landscape to, you know, time, right? Like to, mm -hmm. to, to our time a little bit, right? So yeah. it, it kind of captured that pretty well. But I do agree with the money thing was a little dry. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. Chris, you said you had no ugly. Okay, okay. Let me go to my first ugly and you guys will probably not be surprised. But <laughs> I did find continuity air. Uh <laughs> So again, I am big oh. into continuity and harmony when you're telling a story. Yes, if you we remember, know, Ryan. If, Ryan if, no. if you remember, uh, in Rogue One, do you rem remember how old Cassian said he was in the fight against the Empire? No. Six years old. He said I, oh. he was forced into the fight. He, he's been in the fight since he was six. And this mm -hmm. was after um, Jane Urso told uh, him that you know, he's no better than a stormtrooper. So he was kind of like, she was calling the re rebel and the uh, stormtroopers, basically the same person. And he's like, we already lost everything. And I, ha I have to be part of this fight. And I've been part of this fight since I was six. Well, clearly, according to the show, he was not part of the fight since six. So I'm just going to throw that out there. Big continuity here, air, big plot hole in there. So I'm, I'm sorry. I got to call that out. Chris. Yeah, I guess. I guess if I have to come up with something, I'll, I'll piggyback off that. Um, with with what I said with the first two episodes moving kind of slow, I believe it's episode two or three that you see Cassian as a child mm -hmm. with the whole flashback thing. And I just personally am so sick of episodes and maybe because I just saw Glass Onion and Glass Onion sort of did the same thing. But 
we're cutting back and forth and I'm like, let, let's just do a seven minute chunk of him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of getting 20 seconds at a time spread over the course of the episode, let's just lead off the episode with the whole flashback of what happened to him as a kid. And then let's get on with it. That drives me nuts. And that, I don't sure. And, and how much of us speak alien? Could we get some subtitles, please? Like, what, what are they saying? I don't that was get it. a little annoying. Yeah. yeah. But um, what, what you were saying, Ryan, is, is, is that reference to, though, like when the city was, or I'm sorry, the planet was abandoned by the Empire because of, like, the toxic, like, air or something? That's, that's what well, happened, right? So. Well, I they showed him older, but yeah. I assume yeah. like they had what's been there a, for a couple what's, of years. Um, how long is this? Where I mean, in the timeline is this from the end of like the Clone Wars to now? That that I do not know. But I mean, okay. when he was a kid on that planet, he would have that would have probably been him at like 10 ish or something. OK, so it says five years before the events of Rogue One and New Hope. I believe, unless I'm wrong, A New Hope is 19 years after Revenge of the Sith. So therefore, this is 14 years after Revenge of the Sith. That took place during the Clone Wars. So, you know, we're probably like that that flashbook took place like 15, 16 years before the start of the show. I guess he was he was in six. He was like a. 12, 13, I think, is kind of what he looked like. I don't know. Nerd alert. He's the one that brought it up. And I but, just looked up the timeline. So Yeah, no, but that's thank part you of for it. rain manning that entire thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thanks. No, no, I just it, it, and he said he was part of the fight against the empire yeah, well yeah. clearly he was not and he was even trying to avoid the fight for most of the show <laughs> right and that's why he went to that planet and and thought he got away and then that the empire came back and got a hold of him so uh big kind of continuity error uh, don't say something in a movie or tv show that you're gonna not pay off okay and and <laughs> if you're a writer and you're like hey like the guy who directed this show directed rogue one right is that it, he, wrote, he wrote it he wrote it so like he should know like hey if i'm gonna make a casting show i gotta kind of consider what came before and they kind of didn't do that so that's an ugly for me watch mm -hmm. season two they're gonna have a flashback to when his parents like died at the age of six by like a stormtrooper and he'll so. be like take that ryan yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh any other ugly yeah, um, Go ahead. my my last ugly is as cool as Luthien Luthen's shop was, I had a real issue with the Easter eggs that they put in it. Okay. And I believe that the Easter eggs were not put in by the director, but it was actually like Disney or Star Wars itself that like put it in there because a lot of them looked like they were like CGI'd in. It was cool to see Starkiller's helmets. Um, there was also uh, a Gungan shield, which was kind of cool. You know, I I wouldn't even like have hated if we saw Jar Jar Binks in like the uh, at the Senate, but hey, just <laughs> opportunities. Yeah, there, there but, you go. Um, one thing was there was some Mandalorian armor chilling in there, and I'm just like, really? It's like anything that we've seen with like the Mandalorians it's like when they lose their armor like they try to get it back like it would not just be like out for display or whatever um 
the one thing I really had an issue with was there was a scene where behind Luthen's head, you saw a um, a Jedi holocron and a Sith holocron, both on the shelf next to each other. Ah, what? There's a whole plot in Rebels where That's it's true. like combine the two, you Sith and Jedi, and like you can answer any question, sort of a thing. It's like just having them in a shelf together just to put them in there is absolutely ridiculous. Also, with like with everything that happened in the uh, uh, sequel trilogy or whatever that came out where, you know, they're trying to find like a Sith holocron or like Kylo's to get to the planet or whatever. It's like, why did we add those in? That was not necessary for like a cool shot for like five seconds. But then it just like has this continuity issue of like, you do realize if he had both of these, like it's, it's an issue. So I had a real problem with that. I do now too. Thank you, man. Okay. Yeah. yeah that sounds like a good, I'm glad I brought have. it to your attention. Yeah. Yeah. I did not see that Easter egg. Um, yeah, yeah that's, that's yeah, again, it's just like, you got to know what was set up before and, and, and consider that when you're making your shows. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Um, okay. Uh, my last ugly, just um, the music. It was cool, but it wasn't star Wars music. <laughs> You don't and, like that new itch techno vibe? Well, you know what it reminded <laughs> me of? It reminded me of Stranger Things a oh, little bit. Okay. Like, yeah. you, you know, and I think that's why a lot, there's some Star Wars fans that said that it, although this was like a great TV show, it didn't feel like a Star Wars show mm -hmm. because, you know, you didn't have the lightsabers and all that stuff, which is fine. But like the yeah. music is like another kind of like character in Star Wars. It kind of like grabs the emotions and reminds you what universe you're in or whatever. And yeah, they went with the techie music, which was like, it's OK oh, if you're doing yeah. like a futuristic like Blade Runner movie. But I don't know if I would use it for a star. I would have liked a little bit more Star Wars music. Music in my Star Wars show that has been I, iconic in Star Wars property forever. So that's that's my other ugly. I mean, I think they did a good job in the last episode with the the march they had mm. with like the music yeah, that, that they cool. were doing for the. No, parade. I like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the other stuff. I just I see where you say like one more Star Wars music for it, but a lot of this, I don't think we've had something like this where. You know, I don't think most of it need like a big score or something like that, because the mm -hmm. the action that was in it wasn't really warranting, you know, something to do with like, I mean, there was no lightsaber fights or stuff like that, as well as just like a bunch of like troops and like a battle sequence or something like that, just towards that last episode. But yeah, I don't I don't know. I don't know what kind of music you would put in that. It's yeah. Oh, you could just like, yeah, you know, the dark side music, Duel the Fates in there. Like when they're prison breaking, <laughs> throw Duel work. the Fates in there. Yeah, I'm sorry, but that would not. <laughs> oh, totally, Fates, totally. Yeah, okay. I, I would. I'd have to think about it, but I just, I, I just really think like, I, I didn't, I didn't like hate the music, but it definitely wasn't Star Wars music, and that's the thing. Yeah. Is like, I just wish they had some Star Wars. Well, music. they're redefining what Star Wars is, Ryan. So we're just gonna well, have to... it hasn't worked out so well for them. Uh, this, this was fine, but I don't know if yeah. I want techie music on my star in my Star Wars <laughs> rave music. <laughs> I, I feel like that's more of what we're going to get, especially with like Book of Boba Fett and all the um, 
like body moderation modifications and all that stuff that's ah. happening. Uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we're going to lean more towards like the sci-fi music than the uh, scores we got in the past. So I hope that Bob Iger is like really good friends with George Lucas and he'll be like, Hey George, you want to come and write the ship here? Because we're, we're, we're floundering a little I, bit. Honestly, I, I think they're, they, they're not going to touch George Lucas with a 10 foot pole anymore just because they, they want to keep away from that because I think they're thinking like, well, if we do what George wants, that's just a whole issue. Like we need to build our own thing. And yeah, I don't know. It's been very hit or miss though. That's the, that's it, it the has, problem. Yeah. 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 Oh, they, they just need to come up with something that's actually their own like entity or property and like go away from stuff because this almost felt like obviously we're going off of rogue one and we also like are going off of like previous content for star wars but also felt very separate from that world mm -hmm. which was nice it's kind of refreshing and i'm just thinking like if they actually created their own story you know something that's not like specifically to do with just like jedi and sith like this is the closest thing mm -hmm. that you get to that right now and it's mm -hmm. actually actually kind of like fresh and like nice to see. So yeah, we still no, got to break out of the this time period though. Yes. We just got to go a thousand years in the future, five hundred years in the past, yeah. or something I, outside of the rebels. Hundred percent. Yeah, I, I would. I would. I wouldn't even touch the past unless if you're going like old Republic, because like if you go yeah. five hundred Yoda's around, and then what will they do to mess Yoda up? I don't want to see Yoda like <laughs> messed up. Yeah. Just go go in the future or like old Republic times, and don't touch anything in this period. That, that's mm -hmm. what I, I think they need to do. I'm with you guys there. But uh, any other ugly as far as the show? Any other uglies? No? Okay. For me. Okay, let's talk about changes. Any changes we would have made to the show, uh, Brian? Um, No. Um, just, no, I, I don't really have any changes I would make mm -hmm. for it. Just, uh. Yeah, I, I keep the same. Maybe I, I don't know. I still have a little bit of issues with the prison stuff, but for what it's worth, I, I still keep it in there. Just I wish it was just a little bit more grounded if we actually got to see like them actually know about it and maybe go back and try to free the prison or something like that. Mm -hmm. Get an actual like start to the rebellion from, you know, freeing prisoners. That would have been cool. Yeah, that, that would have made sense, too. Yeah, like that was his motivation to to go. How about you, Chris? Any changes? None come to mind. Okay. Yeah, I would have just sped it up just a little bit. Not not too super much, but I'm with you, Brian. I'd rather have it be a little bit slower than go way too yeah. fast, you know? So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you on that. And then yeah. I personally, continuity, and then just a little bit more Star Wars music. That's it. That's all. I'm not asking for a lot, you know? You're uh, a simple a, man. We get I'm, it. I'm simple. <laughs> okay. Awesome. Okay, let's rate it. Chris, what are you rating uh Andor? 7.8. Okay. I also am a 7.8. Wow. Hey. Nice. I will also do 7.8. Hey. I thought, yeah. I, um Ah oh, man, it just it was it was good. It was really refreshing. So um, I don't. What what do you think about the rewatchability, Brian? You watched it twice, right? What what did you think yeah. about that? 
uh, as far as uh, rewatchability. No, I, I also, I honestly, I think I'm going to wait until the next, whatever series comes out next. I'm going to wait for all of it to drop and then I'm just going to watch it because I actually so smart was, yeah, it was a lot better than watching it week to week. I hate week to week. I just do it because, you know, if we're going to podcast or something, but honestly, mm-hmm. I think I'm just going to wait for all 12 episodes or whatever the next series is what we got um, Mandalorian or Ahsoka Tana coming up next. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to probably not do week to week for that. Just do it all when it all comes out finally the last week and just do that because prefer that you lose a lot of like what the episodes were if you just start from like week one, especially with like 12 episodes. So yeah, I think it, it was very rewatchable. I enjoyed it the second time watching it as well, even knowing what was going to happen. So yeah. Yeah. I, th- I thought binge watching it was the way to go. Like, yeah, just, I, Oh, I got to see what happens next kind of, but then like, yeah. you, you know, if you wait week to week, it's just, you want to see what happens, but it adds so much to the story when you can just watch mm-hmm. it all together. There's pros and cons to both really. It's no, a, yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Okay, let's see. Okay, well, that's it, guys. That's it. All right. Well, thanks so much, Chris and Brian, for joining me. Uh, That was our Andor review. I hope you guys enjoyed listening to us. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to our YouTube channel, Nutty Buddy Entertainment. I'll be dropping clips on there. We also did our Phase 4 Marvel rankings. We have the whole podcast on YouTube, or you can just check that out in the podcast feed as well. Go ahead and check out our Instagram, nuttybuddy underscore entertainment. That's when I show I drop podcasts. And uh, that, I think, is all. So thanks so much for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed, and we will talk to you guys soon.